Basement Booker's Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast Forbidden Door Weekend. And this week, we're going to be talking about the AEW Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And this is going to be, I have never been so excited for a Forbidden Door pay-per-view since the last Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Rich Derez, this promises to be the best Forbidden Door since the last best Forbidden Door. What do you say? I absolutely agree, 100%. This certainly will be the best, if not one of the best, one of the top two Forbidden Door events in history. This is a big, big night for AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, the king of sport, as we all know. 11 big, big, kind of big matches that people care about. That's right. I'd go go as far to say as this is the best. This will be the best forbidden door all year. Mm. Guaranteed. You have the basement chair guaranteed that this is the best forbidden door that you're going to see the entire year. So Absolutely. It, it certainly rivals like the best of the best forbidden door cards of all time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that being said, looking forward to Tanahashi Okada mega uh, thunder soup, and it's going to be amazing. And also, you know, this got we got a lot to say. We got a lot to say about that. Now, before we go straight into uh, the forbidden door, which is the theme of this episode of the Basement Booker's Podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. Two guys with a lot of experience, you know, watching wrestling together and really just talking a lot of shit over it. So we're doing that here in this podcast. That's what this is about. So, you know, it really helps out if you like the page, you know, like it, subscribe. Uh, the algorithm says that, like, a lot of you aren't subscribed that watch, which we think it's great that you watch. So let us know that you're there. Uh, the first question of the day is which match do you think is going to be the best forbidden door ever in the history of this year match? And then also, uh, who do you think will be the, the underdog, which match has the biggest, the biggest dog. And I'm not talking about the big dog whose song since been retired. I mean, like underdogs, like, uh, you know, is, uh, Adam Cole going to have trouble with some ex-UFC guy or something. Uh, You know, whatever. So just sound off there below. And the best one uh, will get a heart on the comment. Uh, So that's pretty big. And 32 basement booker dollars. Not fundable, not fungible, not existing, has no physical space, no value. But really, it's inside you. So, you know, we're looking to make it rain basement booker bucks all day. You know, we've got an infinite supply. It's There's no inflation here. It's fine. So let's hit the ground running, man. Let's Now, are we going straight into the forbidden door? Or is there, like, something you wish that people need to know right away going into this? Um... Do we need to know like the gate or how many seats do we, do we need to know these things? Does this matter? Um, I don't know. It's up to you really. No collision stuff this week, collision next week uh, because we did that. And, you know, we found out that CM Punk likes pineapple on his pizza and he was seen eating it in front of people and the AEW people didn't like that very much. Uh, look, I got to say, I'm not saying anything controversial. I like pineapple on pizza when it's Domino's and I'm not a coward. So CM Punk, you should be, you know, if that's what you like, then just do it. Don't, don't be a coward. Okay. Face Kenta. Okay. Just, you're going to face him. I hope he shows up today. I hope, you know, you guys do business. That's right, Rich is. And the first match is, of course, Adam Cole Baby. versus this guy, Tom Lawler. Um, 
Look, I got to say, uh, from the looks of him, he fights because he's got cauliflower ear. Um, look, he's a menace. Uh, he has yet to return that library book. They want it back. You should really return it. That could be some other kid's future there. It's not just for you. The library's for everyone. All right, Thomas? Return it. Uh, Rich, what do you make of this? What What's the story here? Uh, I only know that uh, Adam Cole was in the ring and MJF was like, I'm MJF and I'm MJF and all over the place. And here's a guy to fight you because I, you know, we're good friends, me and you. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Pretty much. So as MJF is talking, Tom Lawler, who, by the way, I got to I got to break this news. I heard a rumor and it's just an allegation that is he this, might. Uh, yeah, he might. Tom Lawler might be filthy. Just an allegation. Just something I heard. I I think that's like his name. Like how Seth freaking Rollins. Is he like filthy Tom Lawler or is he Tom filthy Lawler? It's filthy Tom. All right. Well, why don't they just. All right. Listen. I know we give Vince a lot of shit for his names and stuff. But. Why not go with Filthy Tom? Why do I have to read here on this beautifully made graphic that AEW made? And it is beautiful. It's lovely. It's quite lovely. It's the loveliest you've ever seen. And why doesn't it say Dirty Tom? Tom Lawler. ex the Lawler? Because no one gives a shit. Let's do Dirty Tom. Dirty Tom on all the t-shirts, bro. Like, you are terrifying. If I were to see you in the streets, I would cross the street. I would run for a bus. You know, there's no time, as a matter of fact. If I miss it, I'm running along the route in case the bus starts to come, and then I can get it. That's really as far away as I want to get from you. You're doing yourself a great disservice by going as simply Tom Lawler, filthy Tom, changing on your birth certificate. We're here to make money. There you go. Uh, so I think he keeps his last name just sort of, you know, as a nod to his UFC career. By the way, did you notice That's who... the past. Yes. Yeah, true. But did you notice who he is apparently in a faction or team with in New Japan? Came out with You him. know, I'd imagine it's someone that's catch as catch can. You know, he's a tough guy, and I'm sure he's got memories. You know, memories of a time where the call for battle. You know what I mean? Words came out the mouth there. So you probably didn't notice that they mentioned him by name, Royce Isaacs? Yeah, look, when I say I watched Rampage, I didn't finish Rampage. I had to do a podcast. Okay. So really, what am I supposed to do? You know, like how am I supposed to? That's what you're here for. You're the Royce, nerd. Royce Isaacs, former uh, stablemate of Nick Aldis in NWA, former tag team partner of... Uh, uh tom oh man i can't remember his real name tom brady bram got it formerly known as bram oh lot lightner lautner thomas latimer latimer Latimer. yeah latimer Latimer. Mm -hmm. we did it we didn't even have to google anything there we go no corrections needed future jerry let's uh (laughs) oh let's pick is that what we're on now it's gonna be adam cole baby um honestly i think it will be uh filthy tom uh filthy tom uh looks like he can kill adam cole so i'm gonna go by that and like i said uh it could be insert here insert person here it doesn't necessarily have to be adam cole it could be me or rich Torres. so we're right. not hating on adam cole this has nothing to do with anything uh everybody's favorite character of fight forever Next up, for the AEW International Championship, we have Orange Cassidy defending in a fatal four-way against Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuyori Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. Garcia being the only man in this match to not, I think, to not have ever held a title. What are you Hardway, talking Garcia about, was, Rick Rez, He was the ROH Pure Champion. Uh, this is this is this is disrespectable, disreputable, this disfigurable. This is ridiculous. You can't even remember. Uh, Daniel Garcia once held the pure championship or the ROH, whatever that means. It means he's pure, it means he's pure as the driven snow. You know, they went out there to give him a purity test. He's never been with a woman, 
Okay, he's never he's never even touched a boob. Okay, he there's no one purer than Daniel Garcia. All right, buddy, he's out there and he's fighting for integrity. All right, that's why he wears those tight leather pants. Okay, he's saving himself for marriage. He's not some kind of man hoe like Sammy Guevara until he settled down. Daniel Garcia is a gentleman and he's a good guy, and that's why. It's unfortunate that that hack, Orange Cassidy, who does nothing but put his hands in his pockets and, uh, you know, does lines with Tony Khan. And when I say lines, I mean like in acting, like you read lines, you do lines with each other. I'm not saying anything. Stop being dirty, filthy drug addicts, okay? We're not talking about that shit. We run a clean shop here, okay? Orange Cassidy's a good man. It's just that we don't agree on a lot of things. He wants his hands in his pockets. I say maybe you take them out once in a while. It's off-putting. What are you trying to hide? What are you doing in there? Are you some kind of deviant? All right, so my pick would be Daniel Garcia, but it's not going to be. Even though he's the most pure person, the purest person in here. Purer than the driven snow. Never hurt anyone's feelings for real. Like, he only hurts TV feelings. He's a good guy. You're a good guy, Daniel Garcia. I hope you're watching this when I tell you you're a good guy. So what distracted me was he's actually the only one in this match that is not a champion. That's what my age He is not currently wearing a belt. Right. Um, Because he has tight leather pants. They right. don't come down. They like, he has to pour, like, baby powder down there or something to unstick. Mm-hmm. It's a whole situation. Right. You know. So, given the situation that it's a fatal four-way, anything can happen, the whole nine, I think Orange Cassidy is going to retain again. That sounds fantastic. Uh, thank you, Shibata, uh, for coming. Thank you, Zack Sabre Jr. I hope your flights were good. I hope you met friends. I hope that it was good. And you didn't have one of those stupid layovers or whatever. I wouldn't know. That's far away. Why don't you live here? I know why. All right. Speaking of plowing ahead, I bring to you uh, Athena, the ROH Women's uh, World Champion versus Billy Starks. Uh, no relation uh, to Zoe Starks. Stark, because she has an extra thing. Right. So they're a bit different. Uh, as you can see, uh, Billy, she's one of the tongue people. Um, I don't get it. Uh, it works sometimes, but at least it's a lady. Um, look, I don't know a lot about her, uh, but I think she's got this. Uh, I think she's going to really come out on top in this Owen Hart Women's Tournament quarterfinal at the Forbidden Door that they happen to be in. So this is not for any championship. Athena's uh, just letting y'all know she happens to be. So, you know, she's going to be a legit threat, but I not I don't think every AEW person is going to win. So if I have to pick someone, um, I think maybe Athena does the honors here. But also, maybe Billy Starks is not as famous as I happen to think she is because I know nothing. And, you know, maybe that's not going to make the waves. But who who knows? This, maybe she, from the first question, maybe she's the underdog. Okay? Maybe that's one. So, so far for me, this underdog. She might pull an upset on Athena. I could be wrong. If she's like got like all this experience and she's like some wonderkin and she's like the best and I'm like an idiot right now. But that's not the first time. If you've ever seen this, this is a regular occurrence. Uh, so, Rich, why don't you take us through this and your point of view here? Because I'm just I don't know when to stop. Clearly. So Billy Starks is the 18 year old prodigy uh, just signed after she finally, you know. Uh, congrats graduated high school uh so billy starks would sort of be the fan favorite the uh um the tug of the heartstrings kind of story um so they could do that i kind of feel like especially with athena as heel now and we haven't seen athena much since she won the ring of honor women's world title because i don't watch ring of honor uh it's not my fault look i just i need to say this okay this is to new japan this is to Tony Khan and Ring of Honor. 
I shouldn't have to go looking for you. You should already know because you got your, your 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 TNT deals and all that. You need to get on TV, like prime time. Okay, make it easy for us to DVR that shit. Okay, I can't be looking for this. Okay, it's not going to work for me. We need to do. Look, I get it. I've been spoon fed by WWE. I've grown accustomed to that. Okay, this lifestyle. You must confirm to this because it's not just me. I'm. I'm. I'm an average Joe. I'm just. A, I'm just a regular guy, and you want the regular guy too. It's not just you, because regular guys we become hardcore. You know, you gotta. You, you gotta let us in. You know what I mean? We gotta. Come on, guys. I'm still waiting for my copy of Fight Forever. We've checked the Basement Booker's Gmail at least three times a day, and when I say we, I mean me. And when I say three times a day, I mean three times an hour a day. So I'm still waiting. Okay, I will scream that game all day if you need me to with pauses for sleep. So if you, you know, let's go. All right. So remember when I said, I said a nice thing because Daniel Garcia is purer than the driven snow. He's a pure champion. You took it away from him. It belongs to him. Whoever has it, they don't deserve it. So, uh, all right. So did you make a pick? Uh, Athena. All right, great. All right, everybody. This is this is a match that you've all been waiting for. All right, this is the Blackpool Combat Club and Shota Yumino and Kanoski Takeshita versus the Elite Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii in a ten-man tag team match, sure to contain. More super kicks in the history than the last forbidden door. Rich Derez. That's right. So I know you did say it correctly the first time. I, I just wanted to reiterate that you said Blackpool Combat Club with Konosuke Takeshita and Shota Umino versus the Elite, along with Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. That's that's what I said. Were that, yes. What you listening? Is. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was just reiterating. All right. like I said. Excellent. So, 10-man tag. It's going to be chaos. There's going to be a lot of super kicks. There's going to be far too many super kicks. There's going to be so many super kicks. You'll wonder, are they actually super kicks? I don't think they are. because Honestly, if I could interject here. Yeah. Um, I think not only are these kicks super, mm. but they are blessed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Because the Bucks, they stand. They stand for JC just as much as your boy. And let me tell you something. Closest, nowhere, sources closest, nowhere near, anywhere, this situation. Tell me that these kicks, it's not just about kicks, bro. It is about holy water. They pour it all over the shoes. It's blessed by a bishop. Uh, this is, the Bucks are taking this seriously. They didn't talk to me. I don't know them, but I'd imagine if we were to know each other, they were like, Jer, we did it. We're ready. We're going to shove. We're going to shove our Christ-like however size shoes we happen to wear that you're too lazy to look up. Up the butt of the Blackpool Combat butts because they are a bunch of butts, buttheads that love bleeding. And it's a problem. It's a problem because you can't go around headbutting each other before matches just to get the juice going. How about you have the wrestling match and let the work speak for itself? And I have a feeling that Shota Umino and Kanosuke Takashita, they're going to bring sophistication and they're going to make sure that these uncultured swine behave themselves. So... My pick is the Holy Bucks over the BBC club here. Hmm. So the Bucks and Kingston and Ishii are obviously the fan favorite here. Kingston is the real wild card in this situation because Kingston doesn't like anybody, but he hates Claudio more than anyone. That's uh, right. 
so I get I, I feel like what's gonna happen is Kingston and Claudio, they're just gonna brawl off camera, they're gonna go away and disappear. Maybe one of them will come back. Hopefully Kingston won't bring a gas can to the ring this time that ends up being completely ineffective, other than just seemingly stinking out the place. Fodder. Um yeah. Mean so, fodder. Yeah, for real. You mentioned um the Bucks being, you know, followers of Christ. I maybe that's why their super kicks do no damage because then the opponent is able to turn the other cheek and take the next super kick. I mean, it let he who was without uh said receive the first super kick. Uh that's uh 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 Le Buck Le Le, Le Young Buckus uh seven fourteen. I think that's the that's the verse there and uh and over there. Um, yeah, uh, Eddie Kingston, yeah, he's a wild card in that he's going to, you know, might get a little tired and disappear for a long time uh, as per custom in these multi-people matches with Eddie Kingston. Um, and if I were Cesaro, uh, what I would do is I would wear red tights. And you know how, like, the Ascension uh, back in the day from NXT, it looked like like they they have like like it almost looks like a like a they have like a like a like a lower fabric in front of them like between the legs mm. you know kinda like gladiator so, style yeah like do that so it's like a so you can like Toro you know because Eddie Kingston he sees Claudio he gets mad so now you got you know you, you know you got him with the bull stuff right and now he's he doesn't know what to do you yeah. setting his blood pressure all high up. Because he's got high blood pressure. We all do. Mi gente. You know. And like, boom. That's all you got to do. You got to accelerate the symptoms. He's sleeping like a baby. So, or, or he breaks his foot off as Cesaro and Castagnoli's uh, cannoli. You feel me? Uh, it could be any man's game. I don't know. I'm just going to stop right now. So I'm going with the Young Bucks here. Uh, and I definitely almost forgot Eddie Kingston was in it because he was gone for so long. Because he said he quit AEW, but seeing as how this is AEW, but technically also Ring of Honor is here because Athena's here, so fine, whatever, right? That's right. Uh, I'm also going with uh, Team Elite, much excellent. as I'd rather not. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, by the way, we respect all peoples, uh, regardless of anything you believe, you know? Rich DeRiz isn't a religious man. You know, I we have religious. listeners. I am a devout atheist. We have listeners all over the world from many different, you know, uh, places and beliefs and all beautiful and good. Next up, we have what is my prediction for what will be match of the night? The American Dragon, Brander Anderson versus Kazuchika Okada. Now, I know in a previous episode, I mentioned how. Styles make fights, and if it were up to me, I would be doing Brandon Anderson versus Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega versus Okada. But that doesn't mean that this still won't be a very good match. I feel like this is going to be the match to watch. Omega and Ospreay, its own thing. Like, they have a heated rivalry going on, but as far as the in-ring ability, this is going to be it. You know, I couldn't agree more, Rich Torres. This is going to be the best uh, Forbidden Door main event. Not really, probably. I don't even know what the main event is going to be. The best uh, Brian Danielson match since the last Forbidden Door that he wasn't in. And let me tell you, he was very upset that he couldn't make the other one. Uh, this is a dream for him. Uh, he's been out, he's been working, nag, working through injuries. Uh, he's, you know, he's banged up a little bit. Um, but let me tell you what right now, I'm sorry, Mr. Okada. Uh, you need to see this right now here. You see this fist, you see this fist, Okada, you see this fist, Brian Danielson, Dander Bryanson. He's going to take that fist and he's going to shove it so far up your your colon pipe it's gonna it's gonna come out through your eyeball that you like to do that too and you're just gonna realize 
you messed with the wrong American dragon. You messed up. You done messed up, bro. And I hope your flight was comfortable because on the way back, it ain't going to be because I said the fist thing that you are going to, it's, it's not going to be good for sitting, you know, mm-hmm. take that from me. I know. So spoiler alert. I am, you know, in a way I feel like this match and the Omega Osprey match are going to be a little bit mirrors of each other in the results. This right. match, I feel like Brandon Anderson will come out on top. This this is amazing. This comedy podcast is nailing it. All right. This next match is scheduled for one fill. That's CM Punk Philip Brooks here, and he's here to handle his business with the legendary, probably, Satoshi Kojima. And he's here for the Owen Hart Men's Tournament quarterfinal to do battle. Uh, look, it's going to be CM Punk. Uh, it's in his contract that he's not to lose a fight. Uh, so the, here we go. This is the first singles match for CM Punk since his return on Saturday to Collision in which he participated in a three-star match with FTR versus the other guys across from them, which was, of course, J Switchblade guy, Jay White, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Dirty Juice Robinson, who definitely took the pin. And another guy, very famously known only as... Oh, we're going to kick ourselves. I'm kicking myself already, and you're going to kick yourself when you hear. You ready? Yeah. Samoa Joe. That's right. Samoa Joe, which we knew the whole time. We didn't have to look anything up. We just came up with it. Came right out of our heads. We're experts on AEW New Japan New Wrestling. That's right, guys. Uh, so uh back to this. Um, listen, it's definitely what I said before. <laughs> no time passed there. Obviously, it wasn't a long time ago. I'm not trying to like remember, but yes, definitely CM Punk. He's got this right in the bag. Look at him. He's even pointing at like that finger there. It's Look up there. That's my contract up there. It says I can't lose a fight. So here we are. So, it's yo, imagine I'm right. He's trying to say he's he's the acknowledging ones. the tribal chief. Actually, yeah. he's actually or, acknowledging the tribal chief. Or the Usos. No, the tribal chief. Or yes. he's like just picked his nose and he's like, I'm CM Punk and I'm showing you my booger. This was a good one. This was a good one. I signed my contract with this booger. I'm, I, I, want, I want this preserved in the picture. This should be saved for history. Right next to that pipe bomb. You think he has a signed 8x10 of himself in the pipe bomb promo? Uh, of course. From himself? Of, of course, course, right? Of course. And he, and, and he just picks it up and he goes... Oh, and then he goes to bed with his wife. All right. Before uh, we get beat up by CM Punk, do you have anything to say about that? And also, well, everything I said has check fact. Speaking of getting beat up by CM Punk, you know, he has a flawless UFC record. Flawless uh, yes. for his opponents. That's right. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the UFC is a business, and someone's got to win. You know, sometimes it's not you. That's right. You know. And you, 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 if you think about it, like, that's probably the best thing to happen to those gentlemen. If you think about it, like, they were very famous because of having that guy take a nap for him. So, really, he's CM Punk's a hero in that regard. He's so giving. He is, isn't he? Oh, should we move on now, or did I do right? Okay. Uh, Yeah, my pick is Punk, too, by the way. Next up is probably the most predictable match ever for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, where Sonata will successfully defend against Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jared, what do you got? Look, I, it's it's an honor and a privilege to uh, be able to watch the best Forbidden Door since the last Forbidden Door, and for Sonata to defend the Cody Rhodes Championship against Jack Perry. Uh, it definitely looks like Cody's deck tag too. I get it. He made it after that, whatever. But hey, uh, look, 
I think what we're going to have here is Jungle Boy's going to lose. And I think he's going to turn heel on Hook somehow. Because I don't know why Hook's in this picture. Is he in his corner? I think this might be a little something, a little spice added up into this otherwise routine forbidden door uh, pay-per-view, it looks like. Uh, so you got to put a little sports entertainment in here. It can't all be, you know, we got some of that coming up, though. But what do you think? This is going to just be this and that's, yeah, I definitely think easy retention here. There's no way Jungle Boy gets the W. Right. So you might be onto something there because I know you uh, watch and studied this week's Rampage in its entirety. But, I did. I paused uh, it. I rewound. I turned closed captionings on. Mm-hmm, you did your homework. So uh, I'm sure you picked up on the fact that while the fans were singing and dancing along to Jungle Boy, Jack Perry's so, so, such good song, uh, they were the booing him. They were booing him in the match. Yeah. And look, I mean, sometimes you get booed. Rey Mysterio wrestled L.A. Knight on SmackDown. And yeah. L.A. Knight was getting pops. So, you know, the people want what they want. Honestly, I think the best thing for Juggle Boy to do is be a heel because he's just. He's a nice guy, I bet. I bet he's a nice guy. I bet he's a good family boy. He takes care of his family. He's a young man. It's early in his career. He's got his whole life ahead of him. But. He seems like he could play a character that is pretty shit. And I, when I say that, I don't mean like a shit character, but I mean like he's like just a sh- like he could just be like this shitty guy, you know, like he could be a bad guy. Like I feel like if he tried, he could do it. So I think this is it. I think let Hook be the good guy here, you know, or just to be Hook. You know what I mean? And he's going to have to beat some sense into this MOOC. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I got there. Well, seeing as how I did this, uh, this next match is uh, Jericho guys versus Stig guys because Stig is old. Uh, so it's uh, I think it's Lee Sex Suzuki gods or something. Versus... The Suzuki gods. Yes, versus Stig and his crew, which will be uh, Darby All In. It's uh, the Scissor Guys. Are they in that? They're or are not. they not? No, no, not the Scissor Guys. So you got it, right? You it's just, just a six-man tag. Sting, yeah. Darby All In, and uh, Mr. TBA himself. I can't believe TBA is making a return to professional wrestling That's at... The second best Forbidden Door to ever happen in the history of Forbidden Doors. Right. Uh, some might say the best Forbidden Door since the last one, and I don't even, it hasn't even started. Allegedly, this uh, uh, Mr. TBA will reveal himself on, uh, or will be revealed rather, uh, on Collision. I hope it's Goldberg. It's probably not Goldberg because that's like too much. Why <laughs> would you do that to me? Why would you, you know, wish that on me? Uh, because this is a entertainment podcast. I have to do stuff fun. And it's fun for me to do that to you. So really... I mean, as it is, with Jungle Boy on the card, there is still a possibility that Christian will show up. You know, I think they're on different paths now. You know, I think we should leave Christian Cage and his Wardlow program, which as far as I know is still going on. You know what I mean? I don't think this is over. Let's let's let Jungle Boy be a mean POS character. You know, I want him shoving people. I want him like pie facing cameramen. Mm-hmm. I want him pie facing Renee Paquette. Okay. Just that just would be down right. Like, dude, I'm t- I'm I'm sitting here and I'm thinking I'm like, hold on a second here. This is why they put him with Christian Cage. They need him to pick up scumbag behavior. It all makes sense. And we're going to see it come out. We're going to see it come out. He's going to be a real douche canoe. I said it. It's coming. The run, so, the, the, the jungle boy renaissance is coming. I it's coming, man. Yeah. So I feel like 
Now, now, okay, so we all know, like, some dudes that, like, you know, like, when, when they're younger and, like, not, maybe not confident or whatever, like, they gravitate towards girls with daddy issues, right? That's right, Richter is. And Jungle Boy learned from a veteran who gravitated towards men with daddy issues. Right. So right. I feel like maybe that could be sort of part of his gimmick. Like he'll he'll insult wrestlers' girlfriends and talk and talk about their daddy issues. I think that's perfect. I think he comes from a place of knowledge uh, in that regard. He's like, and he could be even worse. He'd be like, just look at my sister. Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Like, you could just do whatever. But just imagining him in that voice of his trying to do that, he's going to get booed mercilessly. He could get Dominic Mysterio type heat if he just, just be yourself, man. And mm -hmm. you can get this done. I'm, I'm, I know it. I just believe it in my heart. Uh, yeah, so Sting, guys. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm realizing a parallel. With, like with Dominic Mysterio, the heat that he gets, in like in large part, it's due to the way he speaks, which at this point is probably part of his character, much like the way he speaks is part of Corbin's character. Yeah, and Jack Perry. Right. So this really could be sort of a, a, a new path for people to get heel heat. Like, if you're not great at speaking, even if you improve, still do it the same way because people hate it. That's Get right, that, dude. That, that's like focusing the X-Pac heat. That's right. You got to harness. You got to take your, your, your shit heel chi, bros, and you've got to harness it and turn it into like a heat magnet. And then what comes out of it is money. Just fly up out of that. So mm -hmm. you got to be, you could be, you know, peop what people love to hate. So that's right. All right. I picked Sting Guys. What do you got? Uh, Sting Guys. All right. Next up, we have what is probably going to be the main event of the evening. I think deservedly so for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, believe it or not, over presumably over the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Kenny Omega, the champion, defending against the angry Will Ospreay, who had a moment this week on Rampage. We saw that. That's we right, that. we did. We saw that moment. That moment was a moment that is going to live in Kenny Omega's mind forever. You know, it's going to haunt him until this match. The very best main event of Forbidden Door since the last very best main event of Forbidden Door. Here we go. Hot start to Rampage. You got you got Chaos and United Empire here, and that's uh, there goes Osprey in the corner with Yo. And what's he doing? He's oh, he's he's slamming him in the head, he's punching him in the top of the head. There, there's Jeff Cobb, and that's oh, he's hitting him with the English hammer. The English hammer that probably shouldn't be legal, but. Uh, Aubrey's right there, and I don't know if she she's okay with it because I don't know why. Spoiler alert: Meltzer called me. Uh, probably not him. No one called me. Making this up. He's gonna give this sixty nine stars and a reach around. Rich Derez, what do you think about what's gonna what's gonna happen here? I think uh, Will Osprey, a very game Will Osprey. Uh, I love his finisher. I think he should win this. Um, I think it's time for Osprey time. Uh, it's going to be great. I have a prediction. Will Osprey is going. It's going to be my favorite point of the night. When well, no, Will Osprey he goes down to the ring, and he Will Osprey's all over Kenny Omega, and it's going to be one, two, three. It's Osprey time. Let's freaking go. Well, I think he got some of that frustration out on Rampage, as we saw, if you know what I'm saying. If you don't know what I'm saying, check out our socials, particularly right. Facebook and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, posted my thoughts there on what we saw. But one thing I think we're going to see is I think we're going to see uh, both Kenny and Will Ospreay use each other's finisher. 
uh, kind of a thing that happens. Uh, I'm a fan of Osprey's finisher also, that running back elbow. I don't know if he has a name for it. If he does, then boo on the AEW announcing for not calling it. I thought the, the English Hammer was his finisher. I thought they were going to do English Hammers to each other's faces. You know, I thought that's what you were referring to. Sorry about that. Uh, we'll just forget that then. Uh, obviously, I was speaking, of course, about the, the regular move. You know, I wasn't talking about that. Just forget it. Right. I mean, he very well could call that running back elbow to the back of the neck, the English hammer. What I said a couple of moments ago where I said that these two matches are going to be opposite when I said Brandon Anderson is going to beat Okada, Osprey is going to beat Omega and become the new IWGP United States heavyweight champion. Now that's something that I can get behind. Ladies and gentlemen, what might be also not the main event, probably, I don't know. In MJF's mind, it's his main event, but maybe it's the first match where he can go home early. Who knows? So, I mean, he he is the AEW World Champion and the AEW Championships on the line. I don't know why that wouldn't be the main event, but then again, it's a... Verse, it's a combined show, and Kenny is big in both companies, so I guess maybe. And also, MJF is one disrespectful guy, Jin. All right, let me tell you something right now. He's got no respect. All right, the way he comes out here, he goes out there, he says names incorrectly, okay? On purpose, by the way, on purpose. Not like honest mistakes that could happen to anyone whose first language is English. And second is Spanish. I'm not talking about anybody particularly. So let's not even point fingers. So look, this match is scheduled for one fall. And it is for the AEW World Championship. Sorry, Tanahashi. But MJF is probably going to get disqualified or something. But he's not winning or losing that belt. So yeah, MJF, maybe he'll lose to Tanahashi. Tanahashi by disqualification. Uh, yeah, either way, you know, I, I don't, Tanahashi. Yeah, the belt's <laughs> not changing hands. MJF is going to win probably with the ring and a distraction by who? I don't know. I don't know if Tanahashi's feuding with anyone in New Japan. They, like, MJF is probably, well, we know he's not above paying people off, so. I hope it's Eric Bischoff. You know, I hope Eric Bischoff shows up and low blows both of them. And the first one that gets low blowed is going to be Tanahashi. So he wins by disqualification. Mm-hmm. And then MJF just because. Sure. So. All right. This next match is brought to you by Little Debbie. Because there be cakes here. This match. Zebra cakes. Mainly. And I miss those. They're terrible for you. But I, I have a fondness of them from my childhood. Um, also the cinnamon raisin cookies, uh, I mean the oatmeal cookies, so good, terrible for you. Stay away from sugar. It's crack cocaine. Um, so, uh, we got Tony Storm, uh, the, uh, reigning, defending L women's AEW's champion. And then we have Willow Nightingale. It should have been Mercedes, but accidents happen. Uh, in a AEW World Championship match, actually. Um, so it's Tony Storm, and she's gonna win because she's got friends in low places or high places, depending on what side of the uh force you happen to exist on be it the good side or the bad side. We all know that it's a point of view, really. That's right, and I believe from what I've seen that Tony Storm is very good at letting the hate flow through her. And that is why it, Tony Storm is going to win, not because Willow Nightingale doesn't belong in this match. Yeah, much like uh, she let the hate flow through her when winning the AEW championship from JB Hader. Uh, yes, uh, this is this is a done deal. Willow Nightingale is a very good, cool person. She's fairly nice and a great great gal but she's not gonna do well here she's the numbers game everybody it's just you don't win unless you have that so and i believe that is it right for what, the what a card 
this is the most amazing Forbidden Door card since the last Forbidden Door card. And dare I say, probably longer than that one. So Certainly the best Forbidden Door card since the first, which was, I mean, an entire year ago. Certainly, certainly. It was not 2023 because that's not this year. It's last year. So speaking of this year, let's switch gears. Boy, Rich Deriz, it's been a crazy week in wrestling. Uh, and more specifically, Logan Paul, uh, no surprise to anyone actually sitting here, because uh, we, I believe we talked about that. It's possible that he could just be added to the match. Um, my opinion is let it ride. It gives uh, face val- more like a star power to... And otherwise, like, there's two guys that we think should win it kind of ladder match kind of deal. And this throws in a little wrench there. Um, I My picks are either Damian Priest or L.A. Knight. Yeah. But I, I would love it if it was. But I really think the lock is Damian Priest. Um, but there is a universe in which Logan Paul does become Mr. Money in the Bank. We do have a world heavyweight, please don't go, Seth Rollins championship, you know, that could, we could use that to inflate the numbers on it when he beats him back for it. So you might have a WWE where Logan Paul is a world champion before Cody Rhodes. So think about that. That's incredible. Rich Deriz, thoughts and feelings? Uh, So... Two perspectives, right? Mainstream don't really watch wrestling often, but when something catches your eye, you'll tune in. This is great. You know, Logan Paul is going to bring a bunch of new people to the event, the one event, maybe uh, a raw or two leading up to it. Um, for the wrestling fans, for, for the hardcore, we don't care. I don't care about Logan Paul. I literally only heard of him like when him and his brothers were doing boxing and I still didn't know who they were because I'm not going to just look up some dude's YouTube. If if it can't be easily explained to me why this person is famous, it's like, oh, he's an internet personality. Okay, what does that mean? Honestly, I think we're not in the demographic. Um, Right. LA Knight says they're 14. We're 40 plus, so I don't think yeah, we can really, you know, so let's not, you know, consider to sound continue to sound uncool and move on to what we know. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had a unification, Richter is, uh, and unfortunately for us, the wrong team won. Honestly, I was hoping that Isla got an Alba Fire you know, weren't just brought up here to get beat. But now, once again, and I love how the announcers are basically saying, yeah, the belts are going back to the what it was supposed to be in the first place. Because right. it was supposed to be defended on all three, but for some reason they stopped doing that. But I guess since, you know, Vince is not in charge charge, they can do that. So what thoughts and feelings on was it the right move? And to the book of us. This is the second question for interactivity. Who do you think uh, should have been the champions? Was it the right call and why? And Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. It's time to come up with the definitive eye makeup for your identity. It's time to really lay it down. I feel like you've experimented many times. Um, I read an interview that uh, Rousey, she fears camel toe. And she, you know, should stop wearing shorts that are prone to that. I think you should talk with Maxine Dupree, get yourself in a singlet, and let's freaking go. All right? Right. So I definitely agree on the whole eye makeup thing. As they were making their entrance, I'm, I was like, well, like, they like they don't even do makeup as a team, you know. Um, they also need a tag team name, like something. I mean, when your name is Ronda Rousey, do you really want a tag team name? 
like the name speaks for itself. We're talking about value because then it's like the team name. It's like, oh, who's that? But you know right away, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. It's like, who's Shayna Baszler? She's Ronda Rousey's friend, but you're not like, who's Ronda Rousey? Right? Right. Like here, you would be like, who's basement chair or who's Rich Torres? You know, it's not, it's different. If it's your first time here. Exactly. That's why it's not basement chair and Rich Torres. It's basement bookers podcast. That's why the tag team has a name here. You see? Right. Great. So as far as getting the dub and everything, uh, like I was hopeful it would be Aladon and Albafire, but especially based on the brawl last week, how that went. Yeah, like they got the up, so yeah, you gotta go down, I guess. Yeah, uh, and about the tag team thing, just a reminder about why the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles were created in the first place, because when the one time they were defended on NXT TV, there was shenanigans, which was why. Triple H named, I believe it was Raquel Gonzalez at the time and Dakota Kai. Time out, my friend. I'm sorry, but you are misquoting the Basement Bookers podcast in which we did discuss that, and it was Pierce. It wasn't Triple H. Oh, okay. Pierce. Pierce. We we read about it in the Wikipedia. Sorry, sorry. Wrong, Wrong, bald, former wrestler. You know, I too sometimes mix them up. I'm like, why isn't he spitting water? What's going on? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, all, all he does is say it is official. Or hold and, on, and, hold on, hold on. And no, Bianca, Charlotte gets what she wants. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, that's a topic. And look, we um, already talked about it. That's great. Right. There we go. Um, regardless of which ball WWE official, former wrestler, made the call, Raquel Gonzalez at the time, Rodriguez now, and Dakota Kai were handed brand new NXT Women's Tag Team Championships because they were shenanigans during their match for the WWE Women's Tag Titles. And that, at the time, kind of broke NXT out of getting the WWE Women's Tag Titles defended there. Yes. So we're righting wrongs, wronging rights, time travel, etc. Ultimately, just to briefly go in, yep. go back in time, like from WrestleMania to now, I like, like, remember I said there's a lot of titles. I like the condensation that's happening. Excellent. I, I, I agree, too. So, Rich Deriz and I, we just watched uh, Charlotte Flair uh, and Oscar here. Oscar completely whiffed the kick there. I'm going to go back just so you can see it without hitting play because we that's why we can't have nice things. So, <laughs> that's a nice little dab here. I love Oscar. Okay. So, first, right here, mm-hmm. she kicks up. Charlotte sells. Yeah. But as if she was, though. So that's pretty good, right? All right. That's good on Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Now, if you notice, viewer, Charlotte Flair uh, complained on Twitter that Asuka attacked her unawares. Now, Charlotte, let me say something. You might have been able to defend yourself had you released the hold when the bell rang, baby face. So why are you holding the heel who has tapped already? You deserve what you got. And I get it. That was the thing to get you to, for that to happen. But if that, you got to go a different way then. Like, look, I got over my, I got a little over my skis there. You know, I uh, might've got a little, got a little overzealous. That's all. That's all you had to do. So, what do you think? Some, something I've said a million times on this podcast, WWE, make it make sense. Why is the face doing a heel thing to a heel when it's not like there was a feud here, right? Yeah. If anything, Asuka's a hero. Asuka's mm-hmm. coming out here, and she's breaking the hold, 
and she's stopping Charlotte Flair, that monster, that mm-hmm. monster from, look at this. She's just holding it in. Mm-hmm. She's just holding it. And poor Lacey Evans is tapping to to her heart's content. Mm-hmm. So honestly, Oscar, you're a hero. Um, I know I say this a lot, but you also too are as pure as the driven snow. You know, you and Danny Garcia so far the best, the brightest stars among us, the kindest. I once saw a guy that looked just like Danny Garcia. He was working at a soup kitchen, and mm-hmm. he he didn't leave until he served every unhoused person in that soup kitchen what a legend Mm. i couldn't believe it it might not have been him but you you don't know you weren't there so we're gonna move on to the next one so this is what i like to call rich deriz do bloodline so he's gonna because he says he's got this by memory tell us rich what happened during this here well what i said was i summarized from memory and essentially um, Jay says they still love Roman, but he made a mistake by disrespecting them. That's a big mistake. You don't disrespect family because they are, they're not just your cousins. Mm-hmm. They're also men, That's men right. like you who are in an ego driven business. Mm-hmm. And they're good at it. Like you. That's right. Chief. That's right. Fact, hashtag factually true, mainly because why would the tribal chief Surround himself with less than. So really, and this goes to a lot of people, a lot of people out there in the world that like to open their mouths. You're as good as the people you hire. So you chose them. And for you to go out there and badmouth them because they're just talking facts about you, that makes you look worse. Mm -hmm. That makes you look worse. And to go out spreading lies against people because they're not doing what you want them to do when you were praising them before, that also makes you look bad. So take that for what you will. That could be to anyone. So you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was good. But we had some other bloodline things kind of happen. Now, this is another thing that happened with bloodline. And now it's time for Jerry do bloodline. Now, here... We have Solo Sokoa versus Sheamus. Uh, this was brought on because Solo Sokoa angry about what he heard the brothers Uso say at the beginning of the episode. Attacks poor Ridge Wallet Holland in the back with a Samoan spike. Uh, decent sale there, mate. And this leads to this match, which, by the way, was stopped. Referee stoppage. This spot right here. Okay, I can't play it because YouTube, but basically, Solo Sokoa assaulting that barricade and not even hitting Sheamus led to stoppage. I just want to say, I get it, but don't do that. Do something else after to make it work. Like, I get it was planned, but you got to roll an audible here. Um, What do you think? 100% agree. Like, he obviously completely hip checks the barricade. Uh, maybe what shame, what solo should do going forward in a spot exactly like this, right? Where his right hip essentially is supposed to hit Seamus and his left hip hits the barricade, breaking the barricade and actually not impacting Seamus is he should turn more so that his left hip hits the barricade first. Therefore his body blocks the fact that he's not actually hitting Sheamus because what it looks like is his right hip hits the barricade nowhere near Sheamus's head. I won't say nowhere near, but like clearly not hitting Sheamus's head. Nothing hits Sheamus's head. The barricade eats the whole thing and then Sheamus lays down. Yeah, this could have been prevented with like good camera trickery, mm-hmm. but really like what do they, they can barely do what they can do. Like they're good at this stuff, but like you got to help out here, buddy. And um, I feel like these spots don't work as well if it's a spear or a, a Strowman. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just a different kind of thing. So maybe try something else. Right. So out come the Usos, not to protect uh, Sheamus, no. They're out there because they the ones. And 
you're going to see that they're going to show the precise precision of the most precise super kicks in the business. First solo's like, yeah. And Paul Heyman's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So then this happened. These two guys, the Usos, they super kicked solo right in the mush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're leaving? Nah. They're not really leaving. We forgot something. We're just going to go here. We're just going to look around a little bit. Where you at, Heyman? Heyman's like, oh, this is an African man. Come on, guys. And they're like, yeah. And then another super kick to Solo. Followed up by, it's time to go up to the top rope. And then they do. All right, that's a good spot to lay things out on. Uh, so yeah, uh, they did the splash on, um, solo, on solo. Uh, I mean, I guess they didn't want to hurt him too bad. Uh, let's, you know, work on that a little bit, guys. Uh, yeah, never wrestled day in my life. Don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, uh, you know, uh, as a bro, just say, bro, come on, bro. You know, what up? All right. I, I always found it weird that one of them always lands on the person's legs. Well, you know, if you can't walk, you can't kick out. This way, your legs can't kick out, and then your upper body can't kick out, right? Mm-hmm. True. Even though it's not even their finisher, but whatever. Um, it leads up to it. Let's switch gears to Monday Night Raw, and let's talk about something I liked, and then I found out I probably wouldn't liked it as much as the thing that they were going to do. So, let me take you through this. So, Tommaso Ciampa returns to Monday Night Raw from injury with no one will survive his original music that he didn't have before. They had some whatever, not as good as this. And I'm like, yes. Originally, the plan was for Tommaso Ciampa to answer Seth Rollins' open challenge before it was turned to Seth Rollins getting destroyed by Finn Balor to make Balor a more credible threat because in Vince's mind, he didn't think he really, you know, there's always been a real disconnect between the two if he's not covered in body paint, if I'm being honest. So it would have been Tommaso Ciampa versus Seth Rollins, which I thought would have been an amazing way to showcase Tommaso Ciampa. And the argument could be made, he'd have to lose, right? Why would he win? Who says it has to be a finish? You could still have Finn Balor wreck Seth Rollins. It could still have the same result. And he's already wrestled a match against a very game Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he was going to wrestle Braun Breaker. You know, well, he did wrestle Braun Breaker. But like, you know, it's the next day. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was it. I mean, that could make sense. Like he wrestled the match and then got beat up instead of just getting beat up. But I don't know. Uh, I think they should have did that because then it's like, wait a second. Even though Seth Rollins has a match against Finn Balor at Money in the Bank, he's going in banged up against Braun Breaker. He could lose to Braun Breaker on NXT. Mm -hmm. Which is what I said last week. Yeah. But that didn't happen. They didn't do that here. So. But they did do, they did kind of do like, you know, one of those things where you trip and almost fall, but you kind of help yourself. You still embarrass yourself because you kind of kind of didn't do what the guy who's never booked a wrestling match his whole life suggested you should do. Mm -hmm. But in that, they do have the payoff of Miz, that one phone call to Tommaso after he's out and he helped, you know, and that closes that off. And they can just move on from that. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was also a unique way to tell that story rather than the traditional way of, you know, the upset guy attacks, wait a week. Why'd you do what you did? You know, and it's like, we know what he, why he did what he did. Let's just right. do this here. You know, let's, let's do that. So yeah. That... And tell, telling the story to the announcers. So the announcers can tell us in case we didn't hear through the announcers, Mike. Exactly. My guy. Exactly. So, well, Rich, I think we've had an excellent show. Um, I had a lot of fun here uh, talking about the best Forbidden Door since the last Forbidden Door. And honestly, I, I'm looking forward to when 
Will Ospreay comes out and he's like, it's Ospreay time. And he Will Ospreay's all over the mat and just picks up that dub from uh, Kenny over there. You know, what do you, what do you, what about you, man? I might not necessarily be looking forward to the Ospreaying all over the mat. However, I'm looking forward to all the action coming tomorrow as of this recording or tonight, probably as of your viewership and listenership uh, of Forbidden Door. It's going to be a good time. Uh, long, long night of wrestling, as always, when it comes to an AEW pay-per-view or premium live event. But they typically deliver in quality. Definitely, dude. And Tony Khan, like, I'm also looking forward to the follow-up Dynamite. Mm-hmm. where Tony comes out and he says it's announcement time and he announcements all over the place. It's going to be incredible. So with that being said, uh, thanks for checking out the podcast. Uh, it's a video now, but we also have audio. So check out all the links there in the uh, link tree down there. We're on all the things, you know, where you can find podcasts, basement bookers. And, you know, if you thought this was cool and we earned it, Hook it up with a like or whatever. Sound off below. Who do you think the underdog is? What you think going to be the best match? Worst match? You know, who's got, you know, best hair? Who's got best no hair in anything? So do it up. And Jer's got a party message. A match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the bookers, please, if you feel like we've earned that from you.